Welcome to Every Dimension. This podcast is created for those buying and selling design. Our aim is to explore how to demand more from design and how to deliver it, as we all need to keep growing brands when tomorrow's challenges and opportunities come in every dimension. Every Dimension is created by the Agency Path and hosted by me, a founder, Thomas Herman. Welcome to another edition of Every Dimension, Demand More From Design. This time we are joined by Nick Wall. Hello, Nick. Hey, how you doing? Good, thanks. Lovely to have you. Um, So Nick is um, a founding partner of Etzel Ventures. Um, That's the UK's first circular focused venture studio. And they're all about catalyzing circularity. Previously, Amongst many other things, he's built a cocktail brand for 10 years, which he then sold to Picardi. But Nick, before I get into the serious questions, a couple of uh, fun warm-ups. Are you okay with that? Yeah, far away. So these are either or. Are you uh, a coffee or tea person? Oh, good good first question. Um, I, I do both, but I take more pleasure out of coffee. Good, good, good. Cheese or chocolate? Oh, similar. I'm. I I like them both. Um, I couldn't give up pizzas, so I'm going cheese. Cool. Um, I've got an idea on this one: beer or cocktails. Oh, <laughs> again, I like both. Um, I guess I lean towards cocktails. Yeah, I, I thought you you you're a, a, a cocktails <laughs> entrepreneur in the past. Mountains or beach? Very tricky. I'm about to go skiing, um, but. If I had to, I, I'm beach. I'm I'm a kite surfer and I love the sun. Oh, and wow. yeah, yeah, beach. Fantastic. Town or country? Country. Nice, nice. Are you in the countryside right now? I am. Yeah. Good, good. I, although I I feel like you have to have the best of both. I like working in towns and living in countrysides. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these questions are always unfair. They're, they're kind of, everyone wants, <laughs> yeah. everyone's a bit of I'm, I'm not giving up stuff, so yeah. <laughs> um, but then how about this one? Linear or circular? Oh, circular. Yes. Good. Yes. Definitive answer there. Great, great. Well, thanks for that. Hopefully we're warmed up now. Um, great. So um, I'd love to start the questions by kind of understanding um you know, how, how you got to where you are. Um, mm-hmm. But um, can we go back uh, as far as possible to where you started your your, your career or your very first job, um, please? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I suppose first first thing that actually earned some money yeah. um, is I worked on my uncle's farm doing manual labour. Yeah. So at like 15 in my school holidays. So we used yeah. to use old pavement slab stones and we were building bridges between fields okay. um yeah. so that was but i suppose really my first what i call proper proper job is i worked on the the door of a very busy cocktail bar and restaurant oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Good. Yeah. well yeah, yeah yeah bit of uh bit of manual bit of hard labor and a, mm. and a bit of customer service and that's mm. great <laughs> and then and then so how did that um roll into where you are now it sort of is, is um in sort of a brief kind of history yeah, no, sure. Um, not, not, not a quick answer this one, but I'll, mm-hmm. I'll do my best. Um, yeah. In short, I mean, I've worked in different sectors now, um, and and really quite different sort of polar sectors. But I, I'm I'm led by curiosity. I'm a yeah. really curious individual, mm-hmm. and I follow 
passions and interests. Um, and yeah, I suppose sustainability started to catch my attention towards the end of my cocktail business where I, I realized that we could massively reduce waste um, from batching recipes. Um, and do you know what? I, I've got three young sons and I kind of know at some point when they get old enough, the question will hit me with like, hey, dad, what did you do to try and save the planet? Um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'll obviously go into more detail, but sustainability has just been kind of niggling me more and more that I have to do something about it. Yeah. And I found a very interesting way of doing something about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. But from my understanding, you know, from your from your from your early career, you kind of had uh, a kind of normal, so to speak, kind of corporate job, and then that yeah. kind of that kind of gave you the inspiration for the cocktail business, and then the cocktail business sort of gave you in, the inspiration for your kind of current move. Is that sort of right? It, it, yeah, that, that's exactly right. Um, I kind of I was a chartered surveyor. I worked in real estate investment. I was very lucky. This is kind of mid twenties. I, I got to travel and work all over the world. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I'll kind of give more detail into why cocktails and tails, mm. but that business, as I said, led me into sustainability and actually the, the, the catalyst of what got me into particular circular economics was, mm. um, I, I looked at buying a, a surf business. Yeah. Okay, and um, it was ripe for growth and modernization. And the more I looked into the industry, I was just absolutely baffled by the the kind of the toxicity and fossil fuel driven products that are in the surf world. And the due diligence also led me to finding a cap that was made out of discarded fishing gear. And that was like a light bulb. I was like, whoa, um, yeah. okay, this this is interesting. Yeah. And I started, at that point, that kind of led me to circular economics. And then I'm like, right, I'm going to study this hard. And this is the this is where I'm going to put all my energy for the next decade and, and whatever. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, well, for, for our listeners kind of reference, um, I think I met you in your um, cocktails days. Um, yeah. And then we've been lucky enough to work together um uh helping you launch etsor um yeah. so yeah from our conversation around design it'd be really great to kind of have a look at those kind of two two businesses we we didn't work with you at tails but i know you mm -hmm. did a lot of work creating the brand um and the, the the vision and the and the and the execution of the brand um from a design point of view was essential so it'd be really interesting to understand about that and then we'll come on to to etsor um and the different challenges and perhaps, you know, whether the kind of challenges are, are, are the same or, or different. So um, could you tell me a little bit about, yeah, the, the kind of inception of tales um, and then uh, sort of, I suppose, in a, in a <clears throat> potted history, how it came about and how you've now exited from it. And then could we get into um, how, the process of creating it from a, from a design point of view? Yes. Like that? Sure. Okay. So, I, I, you know, start with the why. Yeah. So uh, I, I used to, as I said, I was working all over the world and uh, and I do mean sort of very global, um, real global reach. And I would often be by myself on work trips and I was in hotel bars and I started, you know, I thought oh, I'll have something different from beer. Like your first mm. question, I'll try a cocktail. Right. Yeah. And I was like, wow, these are, these are magical. These are cool. These are like food. They're really 
you know um kind of fun to drink and mm-hmm. um and then I was like but why don't more people drink them mm-hmm. and it was an access issue it, you know the cocktails were very limited we're, we're kind of in about 2007 now 2008 right and it was limited by skilled labor so people only really drank them in fancy bars and hotels and right. I was like these are these are amazing more people should have access to them and I started playing around with pre-mixed and batched recipes and I was like okay I can deliver the same quality and I'm not a fully trained barman um so yeah i decided to disrupt the entire cocktail world and see if i could create the world's largest patch cocktail business um <laughs> and um yeah i i, I did um, yeah <laughs> um spent 10 years building it and realized that a lot of the access issue was about distribution so mm-hmm. knew at some point i it would be great to work with um one of the spirit superpowers, if you like. Mm-hmm. And yeah, had uh, great fun and a journey working with Bacardi, using some some amazing spirits within the cocktails. And 10 years later, sold the business to Bacardi. Brilliant. Congratulations. Yeah. What, what a great, what a great story. So, so yeah, you had that kind of, um, that, that vision of opportunity and then kind of the, 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 the um the idea of how to bring that to life was was the first thing you did kind of the the, the creation of the drinks or were you thinking about the the brand or, or a bit of both uh i started with liquids to be, yeah. to be blunt you know yeah. i knew from the get-go if that the concept of increasing access to cocktails was about could the could the liquids be any good yeah yeah um so started with liquids and and then and then moved to kind of packaging and branding thereafter yeah okay okay and so um can you remember the sort of the, the first brief you had perhaps from from a creative point of view to from from packaging and 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 um and branding i can um and you know i don't mind saying i was clueless at this point about right. the subject yeah um and i i led i led far too much with my brand about trying to really be disruptive with my packaging right i didn't i just didn't think enough about s- sort of simpler ideas around brand and and consumer messaging yeah and i also chose um again through slight naivety i chose a, a agency to work with who were far more kind of product led rather than brand led right. um but more specifically they didn't have they were they were incredibly successful within their own sectors, mm-hmm. but they didn't have a huge kind of uh, food and beverage background. Yep, and that that was a big lesson learned for me. Okay, because yeah. what I think you can uh, a number of reasons to work with designers, but sector specific and those that really really understand like back to front, front to back, your market yeah. yep. can can have a have a huge influence on your branding. Yeah, you're um, buying that. You're but, kind of buying that expertise that they've kind of been there. And done you it, are, yeah, but yeah. particularly coming in uh, totally fresh into yeah. a, a sector, yeah, which, yeah, which has its benefits because you don't see the barriers. You know, you're like, right, I, there's not many people that probably sit in the drinks world thinking, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to create the world's biggest cocktail brand. But if you don't come from it, you don't think it's impossible. 
Yeah, yeah. And so out of interest, what, what was the background of the agency that you, you started working with? Um, so I was, you know, I was a typical starter and had very limited funds. And so I went after a lot of innovation grant mm-hmm. uh, grants. Yeah. And uh, I was based, I went back to the West Midlands, which is where I came from originally. And the, the best access I could get to grants was through manufacturing angles. Okay. And that kind of therefore led more to around the kind of packaging element rather mm-hmm. than what I'd call the, the pure visual branding. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, that's where I felt it took me probably two or three years to realize that was an error. Yeah. <laughs> and can you describe what the kind of um, what your go to market kind of pack was like? You talk about it being disruptive. What was there a. Was yeah. There a... I, well, because I was, I was determined for more people to drink great cocktails Mm. i realized that the shaker was a big part of that and so one of the first angles of tales was could we create something in a shaker um but you know the 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 sort of interesting and ironic part is that that was hugely unsustainable um terrible for the planet um and tales kind of whole brand packaging communication looks so very different from day one to 10 years later yeah yeah and how many kind of rounds of, of design do you think you went through over those those 10 years and again this is a good question because i think this is a, this was a real issue one i've got that kind of brain i don't sit still very often so i permanently want to evolve things mm-hmm. which which is good and a nightmare for, yep. for some um i'd say three major overhauls and can um, and what was the kind of driver behind each of those? Was was the first one kind of the start, or, or yeah, the then, first, then three more? Um, so that they were driven by moving within sectors. Yeah. Um, as in going from you know it's very different working in on and off trade. Mm-hmm. For for those that don't know, people you know drinking on trade is as in bars pubs clubs restaurants off is drinking off premise at home so very big drivers for those but yeah i just required sort of i I was never satisfied with the way things looked i'm i'm you know yeah yeah Yeah. so i permanently permanently wanted to improve 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 yeah and did you find a new design partner for each one of those rounds yeah i did Yeah, yeah 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 And and was that, what was the process of doing that? Was that a kind of pitch process or kind of people that you knew or, or kind of wanted yeah, to work no, with? Yeah, no, again, good question. I, I've, I learned that you've got to, you've got to look at a number of options, talk to them, see if the chemistry's there. I, I like reputation. Yeah. You know, it is, it is not a bad place to start. It's take something you, you think and, and is doing incredibly well and yeah. you love and find out who designed it. Yeah, <laughs> quite yeah. often there's there's just an absolute gem within the design agency or whatever, and try and find who they are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I courted much more. I went very sector specific. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, great. And then the the, the final iteration of Tales <clears throat> before you exited um, was that was that designed with exit in mind or um, anything else? N- no, actually, interestingly, it was. I actually wanted to change the the, the narrative altogether. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't satisfied enough with the kind of the genuine backstory behind it all and the authenticity. And 
I once again I felt like the visuals could be better mm-hmm. and I, I did most of the angles myself so yeah. I, I have a slight um, distrust actually of some designers um, yeah. that they just that you, if you if you don't give them good enough briefs or they don't they don't believe in the client's ability to understand what could work yeah but but having spent effectively seven years obsessed with the spirits world and drinks and brands I, I felt I had a pretty good lens on what could work yeah, yeah you sort of knew um, what you wanted I guess yeah I did yeah yeah, yeah. which actually is which is very which is refreshing you know a really tight brief um and I, and I can see yeah where the where the tension might come because obviously creatives you know love to you know explore and express yeah. the opportunity totally. but but if there is a very tight brief um you know then it can it can make things um i guess tricky to start but actually makes the selection of the right solution you know yeah e- but easier, that's what yeah. that's why you, you then you've got to find that amazing relationship like yeah it, it's a balance i as, as a sort of youngster i remember just being so frustrated i always had these like wicked creative ideas but i was awful at art so I couldn't I could never execute them so that's for for me I I always know I've got the right idea and angle I have to find a designer that can extrapolate that and actually execute it yeah and you know rather than a designer that I'm like right I've got no idea can you do all the creation Mm. so it's every every scenario is different yeah, that's really interesting, actually, and I think that's good for 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 us and and all designers to kind of understand that. Yeah, design buyers are are different, and some yeah are looking for the full creative response to kind of build the opportunity, and some kind of feel like they know what they need, but they just need someone that can kind of bring that to life. And and understanding which end of that spectrum you're working on is important because you know it, it, there is there is um, there's a there's a there's a job and value to be delivered um, at either end of the spectrum. And, but if you haven't understood each other's needs to start with that, that's what creates the tension, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. yeah. Great. Great. Um, so yeah, lovely to hear about that. And that was, you know, particularly a kind of, um, I mean, I guess slightly different um, uh, category to, you know, an off trade packaged drink you know you kind of got that that other challenge but you know a consumer packaged good liquid in a bottle kind of thing you know that lots of brand and packaging designers can um can understand um do you um can you can you tell us about um now tell us about etor and uh yeah, sure. and, and the that the idea behind that and then um perhaps how we started to work together and the design challenges going forward for that business which are seemingly much broader more complex um but but again you know how, how those how you're learning to uh, approach those and how they might have differed from the the uh, tasks you've done in the past yeah sure there's quite a few questions yeah sorry <laughs> tell us about it uh, first yeah so, okay okay yeah. um so look the the the, the sim- simplicity of what we do we're we're a venture studio we're focused entirely on circular economics um more specifically it's about for us it's about resource recovery and novel materials so kind of what again i'll I'll try to unpack that a bit for for those that don't know circuit economics you know we we're we're the opposite to the linear economic model which is take make waste Mm -hmm. we're about designing and reversing waste um designing out waste sorry um circulating 
and looping assets and regenerating biodiversity and, and, and the planet. Um, so we go in as a venture studio, we go in at the, the earliest stage of conception. So either literally building the companies ourselves or yeah. finding absolute nuggets of founders and ideas and helping them. Right. And that's sort of helping them from all kind of aspects of the business. So there's, there's a, I guess, fundamentally, there's a kind of financial support, but then yep. there's kind of all the business needs, the kind of um, strategic creative needs all the way through to kind of helping them become a sort of feasible commercial business. Is that right? Ab absolutely. You know, on the whole, um, early stage founders are fairly subject specific rather than have they built an actual business yeah so we've got within our studio an amazing blend of circularity skills commercial skills um, and then we, we just we know what to do with early stage and we find the hurdles you know whether that's ip um is it design is it their finances is it actually around people human resources mm -hmm. and we set them all up and we we work out how to accelerate them and give them the foundation to survive. Mm -hmm. So we, we looked at venture studios and, and venture um, uh, a little bit like um, circularity. So mm -hmm. for us, there's too much capital just flowing into multiple projects on the hope that there's one winner in there. And mm -hmm. hey, who cares about all the others that failed? Yep. That's, that's wasteful. Mm -hmm. That's not circular. Um, yep, so, yep. you know, we have this... Um, strong thesis to get our hands dirty get involved in companies and help them build and make sure they actually work and by doing so you actually get the impact that we're looking for yeah um, yeah so yeah fantastic so yeah from my from my understanding um you know once once the brand exists essentially there's a there's a kind of a, a, a an organization that um drives new ideas and, and powers you know things that are going to help them the world um be more sustainable that's kind of the mm -hmm. the the kind of i guess purpose in in a way but the commercial side of it is that there are people and organizations people and organizations that want to make investments and they want to invest mm -hmm. in things that are going to grow their mm -hmm. their their money um they mm -hmm. could invest in x or y mm -hmm. when they mm -hmm. some would really like to invest in projects that are going to drive circularity and make the world a better place. So that's kind of potentially your kind of customer and that's the kind of a service that you're providing. But at the same time, you've got to have the kind of talent and the kind of um, the ideas on board um, mm. to, to, to actually, you know, have projects to invest in. So you've kind of got this two, two sets of customers in a way, kind of the investors and the, 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 the projects that are going to be circular. So you've kind of got, couple of jobs for the brand to do which is quite an interesting kind of challenge for yourself yeah very much so like one of the one of the main jobs that we do you know as, as we're thinking about concepts and we're you know we're currently doing a huge kind of innovation landscape and gap analysis um piece of work but is also we're we're a reality check yeah so you know the, the key term for a lot of this is scalability so that that's the balance of both what investors are looking for and you have to be very real with founders like mm. have you actually got something that is scalable and quite often that is to do with is there actually an end market and a customer mm. and does it mm. fit yeah. 
Yep. You know, there's some there's some wonderful, wacky, very uh, kind of intelligent people working on and, and putting a lot of effort and even a lot of capital into ideas that they just don't have a use. Right. Yeah. And and yeah. therefore, yeah. again, I'll come back to they they therefore can't have any impact. They've yes. got to be commercially real, like feasible, viable, but have scalability. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So those, yeah. So I guess that's it. The, these ideas are kind of inspiring, um, and kind of the moonshot, I suppose. But then, yeah, your kind of team is able to give that a real reality in a, in a mm -hmm. kind of context and make it work and make it commercially viable. Great. Um, and so there was a number of um, kind of creative challenges for you to face. I guess first of all was launching the brand, um, mm -hmm. and then I guess within the process of um, venture and adventure studios you have a kind of design challenge for each of your um projects as well is that right yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Ex exactly um yeah, yeah i mean I, I, going back to one of the questions you asked previously like the, mm. the challenges of the difference between tail planets or yeah you know one needs to be kind of seductive self sexy product that yeah. you know eyes are just drawn to mm -hmm. and the other is a service that needs kind of is digital and, and and the narrative and content of what you you're communicating is how you sell yeah so you've got very different design approaches yeah um yeah and yeah yeah so so yeah I, when we were kind of talking through the challenge with you, you could kind of break it down if you if you look at etsor as a as a, an, an investment um mm. uh a, a, a business to provide investment opportunities for investors mm. you know you have a certain range of competition they they could be looking at um another business that would help them invest their money and that might mm. look like x so you had a kind of competitive set there that you could either <clears throat> align yourself to to you know to be reassuring or kind of uh disrupt against you know to kind of be um to stand out and then the other customer was was the, the the talent that you're investing in. How do you get them to come to you first to ask for investment, yeah. and, and then I guess you're potentially competing to invest in the best ideas. So how do you, you know, how do you how do you make them want to? It's, I guess it's almost like an employer brand, isn't it? It's like getting them to join your company. You know, in, in yeah. The, I mean, you, you again, it's 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 our own comms, it's our own track record. You know, we we have. Uh, our first two ventures that we work with, um, one, uh, I'm, you know, easy to talk about. One is called Marina Tex and a uh, very clever founder, Lucy. She's a designer herself, actually, originally. Um, you know, we work with marine waste to create plastic alternatives. Yeah. Um, you know, when I first heard that, I was like, wow, uh, yeah. in insane. Um, and the second one is a brilliant company called Uplift 360, which is all about um, it's, it's the defense world. Right. And we're currently looking at how you use uh, certain products that were potentially either being incinerated or landfilled mm. and using, you know, very complex science to um, create new materials from those waste streams. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, you know, in terms of how we find either people wanting to work with us, because we're pretty specialist you know yeah. we're like okay this is how we address circular economics we mm -hmm. we want to work with interesting waste streams yeah. because we believe that there is far more in those than than your lens can see yeah. um 
and then it may be market specific you know what yeah. what is it that we're doing with the waste streams you know i i there are so many huge commercial opportunities of um businesses that are looking to replace fossil fuel driven items yep um and not with products that also have a negative impact on the planet i you know people that are growing items for me that's that's not cool that's like well hang on that that could be food you should be growing rather than mm. items to replace fossil fuel driven products yep. so there's a there's a balance here and in terms of the investment side well for for us um i i don't sort of hold back that this is still commercial mm. you know people haven't got money to burn um so these have to be commercially feasible viable ideas um which comes back to scalability but they they the type of capital that we work with and want to work more with this has to be about impact mm -hmm. so can we identify it can we measure it and execute it and yeah those all of this plays you know you, our, our job really is to glue all of that together mm -hmm. and you know and and making sure we've got the right people and brands and, and businesses to, to deliver all that yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I think um a great thing to understand in these conversations we've had on this podcast before is that you know some businesses value design so much or it's integral to their kind of process that they 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 build it into their team and i think you know we met path and nick met in the early days and we mm. you know, we helped you um uh start the ball rolling but then you were able to build a team which now includes a, a you know a, a design expert um sophie Thomas, Thomas, um, yep. um, who has also got a fantastic, you know, circularity background. So, so now you've kind of got design capability baked into the business as well, which is, you know, I think is is fantastic and obviously a, a good example for for other other businesses building something like that. Did that did that quite quickly become apparent that it was the right thing to do? Um, you, you know, when I when I when I looked at the whole vision of can I build something that creates and accelerates circuit innovation yeah. i knew i had huge gaps in my own skill set and experience specifically yeah. on circular technicalities yeah. yeah so i i sort of hunted two of the absolute best professionals on the subject in the uk yeah. uh, dr david greenfield and sophie thomas yeah. and Design has such a key part of circularity that mm. it, I felt actually I didn't go after a designer. Mm. I was fortunate that Sophie just has the most amazing design brain on her. Mm. Um, and, and her, amongst other skills within circularity, that is just a big part of it, yeah. is that design lens. So mm. it, 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 it was fortune, if you like, um, yeah. that she, she had that ability. Um, but I knew generally from many years in kind of in business and creating my own business and working with others yeah. that the balance of your team is really what drives success. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. And it's, it's great to see more and more businesses kind of having, you know, design capability at, at really senior level, which is which is fantastic. Um, again, a lot of the conversations we're having on this podcast is about, you know, design's role um design can mean so many things you know in in a kind of um granular kind of area it can mean sort of the the, the tangible 
expression and experience of a, of a product or a thing you mm -hmm. know like potentially like tails as, as a drink but also you know the process of design broader process of design is about helping people make choices you know you could you could do x and it would look like this or create this you could do y and it would look like this and create this and certainly with these kind of visions of the future you know trying to get people to change their behavior trying to get yeah. circularity to work we've got to kind of kind of got to work with designers to paint these kind of visions of the future you know yeah. this, all these concepts sound great or interesting or sometimes scary but if if a designer or a creative team can actually paint the picture of, of 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 what this would look like if we make this choice and then this choice and then this choice you know the world could look like this um you know do you like it you know let's get yeah. on board and i think that's um you know seems to be a, a really a really yeah. important thing no I, t I totally like it one of the big learnings that i've had through kind of circular economics is is how important the early stages of anything creative are yeah um I, yeah, I, I was given a stat the other day, 80% of all environmental costs are predetermined during the concept and design phase of infrastructure projects. Yeah. And I know that's infrastructure, but I know that is so true for yeah. so many items. So yeah. how you deal and design at the very earliest points actually has the biggest effect on environmental costs yeah. or not. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, designers could be. And also like, just really good designers for me they they can think outside the box I'm, I'm going to sort of reverse a little bit about having two tight briefs you know they, they need they need to use that creative juice that is what makes them stand apart yeah. you know think think differently and then you know this is this is an education piece as well yeah you're yeah. like yeah look and, and that's that that's why I loved when I sort of came across circuit economics I'm like well hang on are you telling me that the, the model I've been on, the linear model for the last mm. 50 plus years mm. is, is wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Fundamentally yeah. wrong. Yeah. You need yeah. a paradigm shift. So yeah. you, we've kind of got to design our way out of what we've yeah. been doing for, for decades. It, it yeah. takes, you know, real creative people. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I think by the time um, we air this conversation um we will have published a conversation with um minnie mole who's the um head of the design council um and she's cool. promoting yep. promoting exactly that and i think those guys um derived that stat about 80 percent of the impact of products you know is, is created at design stage and they mm. are they're driving a great um uh, project called design for planet which again you know is 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 related to to your um your piece too and i think yeah you know you, you spotted again that you know design and i think this is what we're trying to help people understand in this conversation is that design means so many different things you know how do we get the best result for the the the, the brief or the opportunity we've got and, and and for a consumer packaged good a brand opportunity there can actually be a really tight space that you need to play in and there's competitors and there's a message you need to get across so the, the brief is very tight and, and, and design needs to respond to that but then when we're visioning futures you know you need that really broad talent that designers have that they're able to see the world in so many different ways and suggest things that you know you might not have thought of or make connections that haven't been previously connected so, that, so those... that's the, the last bit is spot on yeah what you know the thing about innovation which has turned me on from the minute i kind of started doing my own in the drinks world yeah is just that 
you can do things differently and think differently you know mm-hmm. that that's just awesome you yeah. know just because it's been done before like a does not mean b isn't the right and the new way yeah or, you know that's yeah. that's exciting yeah and I, and I think well hopefully you'd you'd um back this up that you know we often kind of define trying to define what makes a design person you know different you know to other people that might be running a business you know what what is the skill set that they have and sometimes it might be about that just general empathy kind of just able to kind of think how other people feel and kind of imagine how people feel so to put be able to put themselves in other people's shoes but but then have like low ambition low inhibitions to sort of Mm -hmm. say say what they're thinking you know so many people don't necessarily say the idea that they've got and actually creatives are really good at getting that out on the table once it's on the table no such thing as a bad idea then everyone else can kind of chip in and that that's often the the seed and the start of of a really good idea is you know something that's you know just unexpected and then that helps drive things forward yeah i mean we've we've discussed this before i i I adore like consequential ideas Mm. you know i remember it it, yes it's vast but it 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 was the kind of dr dre and beats it's like okay so he wasn't the the genius that came up with the iphone yeah but he was the genius that went well hang on there's a lot more people listening to music Mm on their phones and they all seem to have like these average speakers. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to create a sub product. Yeah. And I, I just think that's, that's amazing. And yeah. that again is what I'm finding so cool and interesting about circular economics mm-hmm. is, you know, we look at a waste stream because we think it, it might have X in it. I don't know, yeah. like protein or whatever. Yeah. And what we're discovering is it, it might have something entirely different in there. Yeah. And, you know, there could be inventions to come out of what you didn't even know was in there. Yeah. But I also love this kind of the, the, the cross fertilization of industries, mm. uh, industrial symbiosis. You know, unless you talk and say these things, they don't, you know, they don't happen. So, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, as you say, don't be afraid to go, oh, have you ever thought about doing this? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then and then I just love that. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think um, I might have seen the uh, a documentary about the kind of beat story, and, and it might have even been there was an opportunity. I think his his record producer or agent had an opportunity from Nike to um, you know Dr. Dre to sponsor a trainer, and the guy yeah. said, "You don't need to sponsor a trainer. You need to sponsor a you know a set of headphones." And that was the yeah. light bulb moment. They were like, yeah. "Aha!" You know, so so yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, not having not being afraid to kind of have that conversation. Um, brilliant. Well, um, lots, uh, lots, lots we've covered there. Um, we often like to kind of ask sort of about kind of um, the biggest sort of challenges and, and um, opportunities for your, for your brand or industry. I, I feel like, and, and how designers can help that, I feel like we might have covered quite a lot of that in, in the kind of the creation of, of, of Etsor. Is, mm-hmm. there, is there anything particular you wanted to, you wanted to mention about that? Or do you feel like we've covered that? Uh, we, I think we've covered a lot of it. What what we haven't covered, and this is, you know, I'm I'm a really optimistic individual, but mm. time is right. is against us. Yes, you know, yeah. and that doesn't mean that you you force bad ideas. Yeah, but you can't. We can't hide away from the fact that yeah. it, time is a is a major problem here. Yeah, um, and it's not on our side. And you know, the other part which 
it's perhaps not so relevant, but as in for, for the design side is, mm. is th- th- you need capital to, to do all this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, because you, you, you need resources and you need capital and there's, there's a lot of capital in the world. A lot of it is doing the wrong thing and yeah. more should be doing the right thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah in, interesting yeah no it's good that you could you good that you make that point because that is a very pertinent point that time is time isn't on our side and does that does that sort of mean that um you know some of our some of our clients have the mantra that it's kind of speed over perfection do you think that's kind of fair that you know it's about getting a minimum viable product out there and getting yeah, on with it I, I think there's definitely an argument for it um mm-hmm. there was an expression um i used to work a lot with with my dad and he was always um a lot, he used to say don't let um perfection be the enemy of good yeah 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 and and you know what mvp is like a is a big product used yeah. in today's startup world yeah, yeah, yeah. and i do believe that you've got to get products into the market to be tested to perhaps yeah. sometimes evolve into something better yeah 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 you know so i we working with startups and founders and I had this myself, people are afraid that they haven't perfected something mm. right from the get-go. Yeah. And, you know, the, 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 we need paradigm shift, as I've said. So you've got to just get going, go yeah. create things. You Designers need to, you know, move forwards. Um, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I think there's, there's often a bit of critique of, you know, various new ventures that brands do in in the circular world that they're not maybe the definitive answer or they're not perfect but but there's always the kind of conversation but at least it's a it's a move in the right direction you know kind of right it's transformative this this you you can't this isn't a switch you can turn on overnight so yeah yeah but but don't dismay people that are trying yeah, yeah, um, and then uh, yeah, opportunity to get um, uh, one of our kind of uh, points in that you know, um, there's those three, there's three, three values or three objectives that people are always after. They want things, you know, faster, more affordable, and good. And you know, it's very hard to get all three of them. So you know, if you want things fast, then obviously you know, investment is probably required. And it, but if you, you know, if you want to. Um, if you uh, you know don't have that investment, then you're probably going to need a bit more time to kind of um, to, right. to, to get good. Everyone wants good, so I don't think we can compromise on that. Yeah, so. and actually, we we have exactly the same. Um, yeah. It's commercial return versus impact. Yeah. But again, that is what my light bulb in circular economics was. I was like, hang on, so many of these circular models are better economical returns, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and they've got the environmental impact you you will desire. Yeah. Um, so it's just about putting the effort and resource and the capital behind clever yeah. ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Well, it's a great conversation, Nick. And um, uh, our, our time is ticking, so I'm going to have to um, um, yeah. draw the conversation to a close. But um, uh, our kind of final kind of couple of questions, um, uh, we, we end on kind of sort of some personal uh, references or kind of recommendations from yourself. But before we get to that, we have this um, go-to question of if you could demand anything from design designers anything is possible you know magic wand um what might that demand be oh good question um i, I, I i'm going to give you a micro and a macro yeah cool M- micro personal i run a lot mm-hmm. and i go through so many pairs of trainers that the only issue is that the soul has gone right yeah yeah and i it just blows my mind that there's not a better system 
like old school leather shoes could replace the soles why aren't trainers yeah. you know what why it can't be that difficult come on yeah. designers um that, that that's a just a, a personal annoying one because i've had yeah. to chuck a load of trainers away in the last few years yeah, uh, yeah. macro design is probably more about engineering and energy for me i, I i'd love to be able to travel guilt-free yeah I, I like seeing the world i can't you know but every time we step on a plane yeah. we're not doing the world any good yeah. so for me that would be just the most epic challenge to um resolve yeah there's a really both really good ones actually and familiar to me i'm, I'm a, i like a bit of running and, and traveling and, and yeah i think that challenge you know it's, it's so good for us to see the world and connect with other people but mm-hmm. yeah it is it is very costly to um to the environment at the moment so yeah it'd be great to fix that well thanks nick um it's been great to talk to you um before we close um yep. Do you have a kind of uh, a motto or kind of mantra that you kind of you live by, or, or kind of best piece of, piece of advice, perhaps that you um, that you've used? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, you can see me, but I know. But written behind me, so in my office, I have uh, an inscription that is: "Life can only be understood backwards, but must be lived forwards." And nice. I, it, 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 that's, that's exactly how I take on life. Um, yeah. because I'm, I'm half glass full, but yeah. if you want to be, you know, if you are led by curiosity and you want to change things, you will get bumps, you will get difficulties. Yeah. Um, but you've got to keep going forwards. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I, I love it. It's Danish. Yeah. Um, it's a Danish philosopher says it. Um, but yeah, that's my, my kind of motto. Fantastic. Great. And then, and then last but not least, um, kind of what, what are you listening to reading or anything you kind of recommend? It doesn't have to be, uh, industry, industry specific. Um, is there, is it kind of something that you you're enjoying that you'd like to share uh, with others? So, um, well, I, I'm, to be honest, I'm having to learn so much still in this new world that I've, I'm entered and I'm, I'm determined to, to uh, you know, be a, a big success in, I, for, for me to learn about the circular economy, I I, I, used to, I still do. I listen to Catherine Wheatman's podcast um, yep. called the Circular Economy Podcast. Yep. Um, and what am I reading at the moment? I'm reading. I'm actually reading uh, something called The Great Recovery, which yep. was this unbelievable report. It took about four years, which Sophie Thomas, one of my co-founding partners, led. And if you want to understand circular economics and the potential of waste that'd be it um so sorry that's very sector specific but no, I, no, I, mean, I, I, I don't I, I have i have to use my yeah. reading time yeah you know to to keep learning yeah and I, I mean i think that's you know anyone that's interested in the in the in the area you know those would be two great references so yeah thanks for those brilliant well um yeah unfortunately um uh our, our time is up but it's been great to talk to you um it's a it's a it's a it's fantastic that the, the the two businesses that you've that you've created um and uh, great to be involved with with etsaw i'll say that out loud it's e t s a w.com for anyone that wants to look it up um and for those that haven't worked it out it is waste spelt backwards because we're going to reverse and change waste brilliant yeah i was waiting for you to say that one um <laughs> so uh, nick thank you so much for your time thanks for the thanks, conversation Thomas. um we'll uh, we'll put links to um the references you made um at the uh, the bottom of the episode notes and um 
cool we'll fun, keep in fun touch. to chat yeah, yeah absolutely thank you ever so much for having me it's been a real real pleasure it's great just to you know be asked questions and and yeah and and you know you, you're an inspiration to me as well so great, great. Um, well likewise thanks thank you thank you yeah good luck with everything and we'll we'll keep following you and sharing the good work You have been listening to Every Dimension, brought to you by Path. Join in the conversation on LinkedIn using the hashtag EveryDimension or on Instagram at WeArePath. For more information on how we design brands better in every dimension, please visit wearepath.com forward slash everydimension. Here you'll find all our other podcasts and 20 years of experience helping brands diagnose opportunities and challenges, then designing identity, experience and innovation to deliver on them. This podcast is created and produced by Path. If you have enjoyed this podcast, why not leave us a review on Spotify or iTunes? Thank you.